This time on IFAF, Idaho Falls and Frightmares. I've already been, and I can give you the inside scoop of Dippin' Dots. Have you ever been through an airport check-in line and you're jealous of the TSA pre-check people? Now you can become one of them for $78, and we'll tell you how on the way. And what exactly should we do with that Idaho Falls water tower? IFAF, Idaho Falls Weekly Informal Infotainment with Mike Nelson and Carly Morgan. I saw someone complaining about uh, having the heat on mm-hmm. this week, having to turn the heat on already in September. Like I had, okay, I had the heat on in July. Do you remember that a couple yeah. weeks of rainstorms? Yes, I do. I turned the heat on to 75 and left it there for like a week, I swear. Which frankly, I don't get because I do really like to keep it a lot cooler. Yeah, you like the air around you cold when you sleep. And I hear that's actually, aren't you supposed to have your room at like 68 degrees or something? Which in order sounds to heavenly. Sleep soundly. Yeah. But then what do you do about your poor little cold feetsies when it's time to do the 3 a.m. bathroom trip? I mean, like. I mean, that's why you have bathrobes and slippers. Oh, I need, you know what? I need new house slippers. Well, I mean, it is almost Christmas time. This. Oh, yeah. We're, we're entering the time period. And you'd think I would have learned this a long time ago, but for whatever reason, I didn't. Mm-hmm. We're entering the period where you don't buy yourself anything for three months. No. <laughs> October, November, and December, mm-hmm. Q4, fourth quarter, mm-hmm. you're a jerk if you buy anything for yourself, I found out last year. I mean, I think we've got like <laughs> two more weeks before we really get in there, but yeah. Yeah, right around then. Well, okay. Well, it's a good thing my birthday is in September because I uh, sometimes buy myself things. Well, no, that's not how that works, though, because you can't buy yourself anything during your birthday month either. I'm not taking the last four months of the year off from <laughs> self-care. Self-indulgence. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Well, no, that's just not how that works. Just on the off chance that somebody is thoughtful. No, I'm serious. You can't do that. Okay, my birthday's the same thing, but on the other end, because I'm a January baby. So I start in October and I end in January, which is almost worse, because that's when the serotonin levels are so low, you need something to keep you going. It is the bleak midwinter, yeah. Right. Yeah, Yeah, but I can't do anything in January either, because that's my birthday month, and I don't want to buy the same thing that someone else already bought me. I I just, I I don't (laughs) know what the rules are, but... I'm not taking because if if you do that, if you do my birthday month, Q4, mm-hmm. your birthday month, then there's Valentine's Day, St. Patty's Day, Easter, Fourth mm. of July, and you can never buy yourself anything ever. Forget that. No, that's not true. Okay, first off, no one is buying St. Patrick's gifts. They're not for myself. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you'll buy yourself a pint of green beer, and that's it. Maybe that's how I justify and- <laughs> my fancy purchases throughout the year. Yeah. Oh, it's St. Patty's Day. I might as well. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but yeah, with the other stuff, of course, those are fine. Those, I mean, no one's buying big gifts on Easter or even uh, sometimes Valentine's Day. I did a couple of kind of extravagant gifts in the past for you know partners and stuff, but but realistically, usually there's some sort of lead in to it sure i get well and, anyway and nine times out of ten valentine's day is a nice dinner and some flowers six months ago i bought myself tickets to sting for mm-hmm. my birthday uh-huh and we're going and i'm so excited <laughs> uh usana amphitheater and the name of the tour is my songs mm-hmm. i wonder if he's gonna play, be playing his own songs then i'm pretty sure that's what it means you know every breath you take every cake you bake <laughs> 
you know, there have been so many reunion tours. Elton John and Billy Joel, eh. Um, Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. eh. I mean, mad props to them for still rocking it 50 years later. Hell yeah. At age 80. Uh, what's the other one that keeps going and going and going? Aerosmith? Aerosmith. Kiss. Kiss. Kiss is a big one. Yeah, they're having a good time. And so... Honestly, that's got to be a solid friendship to get along that long. Oh, yeah. Or at least like a really good business partnership. Yeah. I I mean, I think after a certain period of time, you've accepted your lot in life. Mm -hmm. And we're going to go out there and play Love in the Elevator (laughs) just as loud and just as hard as we did 30 years ago, boys. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, either that or else you've just got to have a lot of um, substances to get you through. (laughs) You know, it's either acceptance. A lot of cocaine. Yeah. It's either acceptance or drugs. (laughs) Well, and, and you know, I mean, there's all these jokes about the rock and roll lifestyle, but really, mm-hmm. can you do that when you're 80 still? I don't think so. Well, I don't think that you make it to 80 with having a full rock and roll lifestyle the entire time. Either that or else you've got to have like really good doctors on staff. Yeah. What's Keith Richards running on? You right. Know? Well, I mean, also, maybe they just <laughs> never get off of the rock and roll lifestyle and they find this perfect balance. And so yeah. their their body never goes like... Like, you know, if you keep giving your body the same thing that it keeps wanting, you can keep going. Right. You know, like, so long, you, you never go into withdrawals. You're a complete zombie for <laughs> yeah. the rest of your life. I mean, but, but with all that money, they don't have to, you know? And that's and that's the thing. With all, yeah, with all that money, they, they don't have to go out on the road and perform. But with lifespans getting longer, don't you think that rock stars are going to live longer? I mean, in another hundred years... Dudes are going to be playing when they're 180. I think that there are some occupational hazards with that particular uh, career choice. What? Hookers and blow. (laughs) 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 Like, I I think that in general, rock stars tend to die a little early because of the lifestyle of it. And also... But but, but I'm talking about Mick Jagger, who's still moving around the stage at age 80. Sure. Like he did in the 60s. But he's an anomaly. You know, I mean, look at Smash Mouth. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Steve Harwell, rest in peace. Yeah. It, that could have been his rock and roll lifestyle that claimed his life at age 56. Yeah, yeah or I mean, you know, uh, wow, with the really famous one. Well, every member What's of the- What's his name? Thank you. Of the 27 Club, Jim Morrison. Kurt Cobain. Wow, I can't believe Kurt I could Cobain, think of that sooner. Janis Joplin. I almost made a lot of people really mad by referring Amy to Winehouse. him- Amy By referring to him as Courtney Love's husband. Who's <laughs> <laughs> Courtney Love's husband? Yeah. Uh, she totally killed him. Allegedly. Where's the allegedly? Allegedly. There, okay. <laughs> I want to watch some conspiracy videos on that because I, I don't know all that much about it. I know some, but... Oh, I have. Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want the allegedly alarm to go off again, so hey, I'm not yeah, going to say anything. Yeah, yeah, we won't talk about it now. We'll talk about it later. We have three <laughs> follow-ups from last week. Count them three. Yeah, let's get to it. The first one. Uh, can we talk more about Ironport? Yes. We mentioned that Fixology has it mm-hmm. uh, on Ammon... Uh, Sunnyside. In, in Ammon, in between Ammon Road and Hit uh-huh. on Sunnyside. They have this fabulous movie theater, Buttered Popcorn. Oof. And I, With a butter that just seeps right through that brown paper bag. It does. You, <laughs> you know, what they really need is to invest in some uh, popcorn buckets. 
Yes. Yeah, especially because realistic, like that's a snack that you're eating in your car, either on your way to work or during your lunch break or on your way back from work. Whenever you get your Mormon Starbucks, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't want to put a big greasy bag of popcorn on my lap and then ruin my clothes. You know, I would pay more money for popcorn in a bucket than in a bag. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But I just, I think it's a brilliant idea no matter how they serve it up. Yes, because the salty is such a nice little competitor with the sweet. Where, well, and where else? I mean, the Orville Redenbacher microwave popcorn in the grocery store says it tastes just like movie theater buttered popcorn. It only goes so far. It does not. Yeah. So, so it's the first time I've ever been able to experience movie theater buttered popcorn not mm-hmm. sitting in a movie theater. That's well, why there, it's so brilliant. There's another way, too. Did you know that you can buy garbage bag-sized bags of Paramount popcorn? What? Yeah. You didn't from, know? From Paramount? Yeah. Oh. I thought I thought this was pretty common knowledge. Can you buy it, hear me out, not in a garbage bag? <laughs> can you buy it like in a pint bag or a quart or I don't know how you measure volume from I mean, popcorn. you can buy normal buckets, <laughs> but then you can also buy a garbage bag. Which also, I almost want to see someone buy that just for one movie. Why don't we do it? You know, there's this expression. But just one guy going into a movie alone mm-hmm. oh. buys himself a <laughs> one garbage bag full of popcorn <laughs> and just opens oh. it in the movie theater and eats it. Because a lot of people will buy- I thought you meant like out sales, like I could take it home. Yes. Because if I can take it home, I'm, I've got the garbage bag in between my knees. No, yeah. And I'm just- yeah, it. that's the point. Yeah, yeah, As a matter of fact, if you do buy it, you actually have to give them a heads up because obviously they don't have that much popcorn on hand. Uh, you know, they, don't? they have to do a few cycles of popcorn to do it. So it's not something you can just go up and order before a movie. But how funny would it be to go to call pre-order ahead, it. <laughs> pre-order it, and then go in for a movie and then take your entire garbage bag into the movie theater and kerplop it on your lap as you watch. Buy an extra <laughs> ticket for the seat next to you yes. so that you can just go like this. <laughs> yes. just maybe put your arm around it. <laughs> like a date. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, you would be a legend. Do you like, want a sip of this, honey? Oh, no? Okay, more for me. <laughs> I guarantee the employees would talk about you once you were in the theater. They'd yeah. be like... That did he just epic. did he just do that? <laughs> but yeah, we would we would buy it all the time for like functions and little like activities and stuff, like huh. for church or school. Yeah. This is by the way, if you if you're a brand new listener, this is what we do on this show. We start with a point, take a complete sidebar <laughs> out of the way, and then eventually come back to it. So back to Ironport for just a second. Yes. I what I wanted to do was w- one thing that I've learned when um, there's wonderment and wondering mm. and questions and quizzical notions, you can easily Google things and quantify it almost immediately. Sure enough, on the Wikipedia page for Ironport, some guy using Google Maps has created a map of exactly where Ironport is, and you know you okay so. It's basic. Look at this. It's basically like the Bible Belt of Ironport, and you've heard of the Mormon corridor that stretches from. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, a Wikipedia article, by the way, in case you think I'm making this up, but it goes from Mesa, Arizona, mm-hmm. up into Southern Utah, up through Cedar City, uh, Provo, Salt Lake, Ogden, and mm-hmm. then into Pocatello, Idaho Falls, Rexburg. That is the Mormon corridor. I'm trying to think of a good Ironport manteau. <laughs> uh, it's the iron portal no! this is the- <laughs> 
I'm so, I've been stewing on that for half an hour. I'm so mad that you came up with that so quick. <laughs> the iron port of call. Uh, yeah. It's no, a, the iron portal. That's perfect. Okay. So yeah. We, but we, what I'm saying is if you've never had iron port, you live in one of the only places in the world where you can get this stuff. And I guess you can even Just drive. regularly. You can drive down to Logan and get the, a bag of Iron Port syrup from one of the distributors if you really wanted to. You could even take a garbage-sized bag of popcorn <laughs> <laughs> with you <laughs> to get it. I'm coming down. <laughs> get the soda water ready and start mixing. <laughs> Baby. You've got yeah, you've got your popcorn date in the front seat, and then you've got your iron port baby in the back. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, your iron port, um, you could you could put it in um like those giant laundry soap like in super bad yes. <laughs> containers or just a fifty gallon drum. Yeah, or a keg. <laughs> yes. Right? I wonder What's if they'd sell you? you the keg. Yeah. Probably have to put a deposit down on the keg. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you could. <laughs> so I was as I was reading the Wikipedia article, I did want to make note of this. The flavor has been described as somewhat of a cross between root beer and Caribbean spices. Ooh. And I guess it's very similar to the Cuban soda iron beer. It's so funny because those are two very tropical places. <laughs> yeah. And we are very much not. Right. So what's it only doing here? We take that stuff and then we add a little sarsaparilla to it and we're like, yeah, that's good. (laughs) Well, and that's, I mean, you know, at first there was Coca-Cola. Yeah. And we all know what that had in it. Mm -hmm. Cocaine! (laughs) You know, I saw (laughs) a meme the other day that was like, Coca-Cola, like, either stop with all these new flavors or just put cocaine back into it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. (laughs) That's why it was so popular. And the only reason Pepsi exists... Is so uh, Pemberton or whoever first had Coca Cola and the syrup mm-hmm. would take it around to different soda jerky places where they jerk you a soda. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, "I'm sick of paying your high prices. You can't I'm going to make that my motion own. while talking about jerking." But that's that's what they. You're right. I get it. <laughs> Which came first, the soda jerking or the? Anyway, <laughs> that's and that's why there's Pepsi Cola, and that's why Southerners. Because it all happened, you know, Coca-Cola is based in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That's why Southerners will call any beverage with carbonation in it, Coke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take a Coke. Yeah, what kind? Sprite? Okay. <laughs> right. But, but that's for real. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I had a teacher from Georgia in high school who said that exact same thing. She'd say Coke all the time. Yeah. And then, you know, she'd be walking around with like a Mountain Dew. <laughs> because the guy who, who started Pepsi, like mm-hmm. his customers would ask for a Coke and he wouldn't correct him. He'd just hand it to him. Funny. Okay. Ah, sneaky, sneaky. Now, I've also heard that Coca-Cola and Pepsi do taste the same if they're served at the temperatures that they're meant to be served at, ah. which is Coke is meant to be room temperature because it was invented before refrigeration was a normal thing. And then Pepsi, which was invented post-refrigeration, is meant to be served cold. So apparently a cold Pepsi and a warm Coke taste the same. Interesting. Well, let's test that. I love that. In fact, I have a bottle of the Y3000 or whatever flavor. Yeah. Because I've collected them all over the years. Uh-huh. Um, I've got the Dream... The Dreamland. Land. Dreamcast. Dream... No. No, Dreamworks. it's Dreamland. Okay. Yeah. You've got the Dreamland and the... Stardust. Star... Starburst. Starlight. Stop. Starlight. <laughs> okay. Starbright. First I, I almost tonight. had it, and then you started rattling stuff off, and I, it was gone. And I, I, you know which one I was disappointed though by is the marshmallow one. Was that last summer? Oh yeah. I, I was like, 
you know, because of vanilla Coke, I was thinking like a marshmallow Coke. I thought, yeah. I'm too literal, but apparently marshmallow the DJ mm-hmm. like strawberry or something. So okay, it was more but then fruity. do strawberry, mar- do strawberry marshmallow. That would have been so good. Yeah, yeah. It it just was lacking that I don't know darker note that it needed to have a little complexity. I just I just wasn't a fan of the fruity. Yeah. It's like, nah, I want I, I wanted something kind of like a creamy Coke. That would have been the perfect opportunity. Yeah. Stay true to your brand, brands. Well, and I guess to be fair, maybe he didn't want it to be Innovate, that but only the way I want you to. <laughs> I like, realize how ridiculous that sounds. Well, yeah, but he was like, well, everyone expects me to zig, so I'm a zag. Mm. <laughs> you know? Right. But anyway, we got to try the Cuban soda. Yeah. Iron beer. I'd go to Cuba. I don't know if I'd go to Cuba for a soda. Hmm. Although we're friends with them again, again, kind of ish, mm-hmm. right? Okay, another follow up. Second one out of three from last week. I, I have this issue, and we'll see if maybe doing this podcast can solve it. But in regular conversation, mm-hmm. I will start to make a point. Only <laughs> I'll sidebar. Or uh-huh. I'll disclaim it, or that will remind me of something else. You know. <laughs> and sometimes I'll never even get to the actual point. So you remember last week we talked about the Oppenheimer Open House, uh-huh. which is happening in New Mexico. The Oppen House. <laughs> the Oppen House. <laughs> um, there's your portmanteau right <laughs> there. Go. <laughs> um, so Burning Man is like 10 hours southwest-ish in the Black Rock Desert of Nevada, and the Trinity site is if you're driving south from Albuquerque to El Paso, mm-hmm. you take a left heading east off of Highway 25 into the desert, and you go about an hour, and there's the Trinity site. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I had to sidebar into how we, not we, of course not, I'm not included <laughs> in this group, but a group of ancient alien theorists suppose that... Aliens. <laughs> um, yeah. George Sukalos meme. I was just going to let that be a little jokey joke for our viewers. <laughs> oh. And I blew it. Sorry. You're good. <laughs> so, so we were talking about how there is a belief that maybe aliens spliced our genetic code and that's how we hockey sticked into Homo sapiens land. Hmm. But what I really wanted to get to was this point. Isn't it interesting that it was only two years after... Our first atomic test Mm -hmm. in New Mexico at the Trinity site was 1945. Then we dropped the bomb on Japan. And then two hours and 40 minutes away, two years later, in Roswell, New Mexico, boom, aliens. So have they been been watching us all along? And we're like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, they're ready for some interference here. Mm-hmm. And that's when we started seeing all these, and they're not even called UFOs anymore. They're called UAPs. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. Unidentified aerial phenomena. Yes, yes. Okay, do, you're right. Do, 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 do. Phenomena. <laughs> okay, but did we, or did we just change the the language that we use to talk about it? Because there have always been unidentified aerial phenomena. There, there have been. I mean, there there are talks in uh, like actual books that were in the Bible, like the mm-hmm. Book of Enoch, that's yeah. no longer. Did you know there was like 80, so I think there's like 100 some odd books in the Ethiopian Bible. Oh, there was sure. like 80 in the original Bible. Mm-hmm. Then in the 1500s, it got modified down to 66. Well, and I mean, anytime a king needed to create some favor with the subjects, he just would have a new translation done. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, we, and we've sort of talked before how I, I can believe in God 
but uh, sometimes organized religion controlled by man, mm-hmm. human, mm-hmm. can be fallible. I think it's. I think it's fair to say you can believe in God, but maybe not man. <laughs> That's what I'm that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying and thank you for wording it so poetically. Point is maybe angels were just aliens but we used that word to talk about it and then we sort of mythicized it or created sort of a you know a cryptid ethos That's what I'm yeah, saying. Is it, out of that and created its own thing when really they've been the same thing the whole time. Right. Is it aliens or is it angels a- and mm-hmm. are those interchangeable? Especially because biblically accurate angels are scary, dude. Yes. Like, the way that they describe them, either they're just terrible at describing things, or or the like the angelians <laughs> were just scary, <laughs> you know? That's like a triple board band tale of ancient aliens and angels. <laughs> yeah. That's really, that was really good. Thank you. <laughs> angelians, is that what you said? Angelians, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to make that point that uh, as we started demonstrating our nuclear abilities, that's mm-hmm. when we saw more UAPs now. Can I go on one little tiny two-second tangent? Absolutely. I love so much that you say nuclear instead of nuclear. I can't believe how many people <laughs> still can't sound it out. Okay, especially. Lear. Okay. Not nuke. Euler. <laughs> Not realtor. Mm hmm. <laughs> Real tour. Yeah. <laughs> well, and especially but- because, first off, the area that we live in, we are so you know, intertwined with atomic energy and stuff like that. Yeah. And then on top of that, like, how are you going to sound that out, baby? Like, can you imagine sitting in class as a kid, sounding that out for the first time and coming up with nuclear? There's no other you. There's only one you. You don't have to take it out in the back and shoot it. (laughs) Right. Okay? It's not nuclear. (laughs) I think we've made our point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know, but I just wanted to make the old yeller joke because I'm sick. (laughs) (laughs) Third and finally on our list of follow-ups, we want to mention we were talking about businesses in East Idaho with sort of adventurous names. There's the Food Hub, Uh (laughs) 208 Food Truck or whatever. There's the Pho King Tasty Restaurant in Mm -hmm. Pocatello that we love. Oh, so good. We should hit that on our way back from Sting. I love it. Yeah. No sooner had we talked about those fine establishments than I saw an ad for a dog groomer here in East Idaho, in Idaho Falls. The name of his place is I Shit Zoo Not. And I, and I shit you not. That's the name of the place. Can I just say, I am so happy that we are now one step closer to being the town from Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Wouldn't it be so cool if every... Place was a pun name. I love that. Or at least had punny products. You know, that's the thing. I feel like so many places take themselves so seriously. Like, it's not Royal Canine Dog Groomers. Like, it's I should do not. Like, <laughs> like that's your good, friendly neighborhood dog groomer. Like, if I go to Royal Canine Dog Groomers, then I'm going to feel like... I'm going to feel like they're talking down to me the whole time, and I don't like that. Right. You know, I want to be there to get my stuff done and have as pleasant of a time as possible, which for me is not pleasant. Y- yeah. You wanna... I have very few but very specific dog grooming needs. Basically, you just need someone to do his nails. Yeah. Because that's I mean, what's a real... 
Yeah, he's a short hair. I can bathe him. And he actually doesn't mind baths. Uh, but he is a demon <laughs> if you touch his little feet. <laughs> well, yeah. Rango is 90% good boy and mm-hmm. 10% complete and utter unpredictable. Hell spawn. A-hole. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, even in a quiet moment, we'll be sitting watching TV or something. Mm-hmm. And, and he'll just freak out. He'll freak out and, and do this sort of blood-curdling scream, squeal, growl, garl, gargle, snarl. Mm-hmm. Okay, and here's the thing. No, I'm just saying words. For me, it's not unpredictable because I'm like a rat in an earthquake. <laughs> you know, like I, I know it's coming. Oh. I don't know how to explain how I know. It's just that he and I understand each other so well that I'll see it. Before it happens, He's... but I also don't want to make it happen, so I don't want to draw attention to it. Okay, yeah, you don't yeah. want it to become a self-manifesting, yeah. self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, exactly. I get it. Mm. But I know him well enough that, yeah, I know that if you, you know, scratch his butt a little too hard for a little too long, he's going to go, like yeah. he does. <laughs> yeah. He gets overstimulated, I think you've called it? Yeah, All yeah. Right. So that might happen to him at I shit you not. <laughs> You know, honestly, I would be really impressed if Tyson could handle the challenge because so before I didn't have anyone to help me. It's a two person job is the thing. Okay. And usually I'm the one who holds him because I recognize that if someone's face is going to get bit, it should be mine. You know, Um, but also I don't always trust other people to cut his nails because some people will cut them too short. We've done that a couple of times, I think. It's hard not to. You've been on Rango comforting duties and I've been on trimming duties. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I've I've cut it a little too close. Mm -hmm. And I had, you know, I I trim cat's nails, no problem. Yeah. I watched the vet do it once. Mm -hmm. That's all I needed. And and I'm almost better at it when it's just me and the pet and don't have any help. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But we were doing it with Rango. I mean, sort of like... This this brings back memories of the cat butthole maintenance conversation we had <laughs> oh. a podcast or two ago. <laughs> yeah, it's not my favorite thing in the world, but we can do it. But it'd be it'd be really it better better to have a professional groomer do yeah, it. Yeah, you know what? If if he could do it for us, that actually would take away a lot of stress for me. That'd be great. Yeah. On to the topics of the podcast. Let's start with. I think my favorite experience this week, mm-hmm. the grand opening of the restaurant Che. So excited to talk about this. At the corner of Ish, Hit Road and Sunnyside in Idaho Falls, a brand new Brazilian grill, only they don't do it like Radizio in Salt Lake or what's the one in Boise? Tacanos. Tacanos in Boise. Mm-hmm. They have a, uh, and we'll play some video here, mm-hmm. they've got sort of a, a walk-up buffet situation mm-hmm. and you'll notice there's no ropes or anything mm-hmm. so you can pretty much just you know for the second trippers they can just pop right in pretty easily to get one more piece of their favorite steak or whatever right and the nice thing is that everything stays in place so you don't have to wait for things to come around you know you can go get it yeah you can just walk up and get it right so you they... don't have to get extra when the guy comes around because he's not coming around yeah. you can get as much as you want one portion at a time. And you know, I know the feeling of, you know, flipping your hourglass wooden block to green mm-hmm. to indicate, yes, server, bring me more meat. And it's the one you don't want. Right. And then you have to wait 10 or 15 <clears throat> minutes for the next guy to come out with the thing to cut on your plate. Mm-hmm. So the, I, I prefer this format. There's cold salads on one side, then there's the meat in the middle, and then there's, you know, warm salads. 
some chicken dishes, some bread some on the fish? other side. Some fish. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw in that little video, but they've got this cool fire-looking thing behind the yeah. chefs that are slicing the meat for you. Mm-hmm. And you ran your hand over it, and it's completely cool, but it's just this really Turns out neat... it's a steam table. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and they have induction heat, so only special pots and pans can be heated by... The... If you're wondering why everything's so warm still, it's just... It really is an incredible setup. The price point's nice, twenty nine ninety nine, right? Yeah, I think that's perfectly reasonable. For an adult, I don't know if there's children or senior citizen discounts, but... Well, and I mean, especially considering how much meat you could potentially get... You know, one of our other favorite restaurants is Cast Iron, and their portions are awesome, you know, and they tend to be around the, you know, $30, $40, $50 range. But with this, you could potentially double the amount of meat for that same price. Now, a normal human probably wouldn't because that'd be a lot of food, but also sometimes you go there and you're hungry. I did. I did. I went there hungry, Mm -hmm. and I stuffed myself more than I've stuffed myself in the last two weeks. No, bro- well, okay, I did have one little cheesy ball that was fantastic. Oh, it was so good. Oh, and we ended up talking to one of the owners, Dean, uh-huh. at the end of the night, and he's like, oh, yeah, those are gluten-free. Right. So they yeah. have gluten-free options. So so it's basically cheese and tapioca. Yeah. Wild. Just fantastic. Yeah. Well, and they also had- The whole had, experience was great. They had this amazing coconut swai, which might have been my favorite meat there, which I wasn't expecting because it's sort of, you know, a red meat palace. But swai. Yeah, <laughs> but I am such a little seafood person that I, you know, honed in on it immediately, and I was like, "Ooh la la, you're coming home with me." <laughs> that was re- the fish was really good. It was so good, and he said it wasn't tilapia, it wasn't it was cod. Swai, oh, oh swai is the name of the fish. Yeah, right. But I used was- to buy that all the time to cook. It was just a real pleasant, middle of the road, mm-hmm. not too fishy tasting piece of fish. Right. Yeah, yeah it was super wanna, good. If you want to be healthy. Oh my gosh. And they had these uh, cheesy jalapeno tots. Yeah. <gasps> All my favorite things. <laughs> I got a big plate of meat. And oddly, my favorite thing there, other than the steak, the steak was amazing. Oh, the steak was so good. Was the kielbasa. Oh. The kielbasa sausage or whatever mm-hmm. they had there. Just yeah, you did really dig that. So flavorful. I went back for seconds on that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it did not disappoint. We were quite uh, happy with that, and we're going to go back. I want to throw out really quick another thing I really loved. They brought us some dessert. I specifically loved the flan. And flan can be so good or so bad. Mm-hmm. And this one almost was like creme brulee. Yeah. It was that great texture, and it just wasn't like gross and jelloey. It was more. It was less of a gel and more of a creme. Yeah. Don't you think? It was, and the flavor was... Top notch. I'm so mad because I meant to try one of the little uh, cinnamon sticks that they bring out with it, but I was so stuffed to the gills that I could not bring myself to. (laughs) It was great. We were the last people in. We closed the place down. So if the tables look a little bare, that's why. Uh, but mm-hmm. but it was opening night and we were busy. We we just got in under the wire, right? For them to service, I felt bad. But then you know, Dean, we talked and mm-hmm. and so it sort of made it worth it. He's got a podcast. Dean Levitt's got a podcast. He as does. Well, um, where he started off talking about crypto, and now he talks about really fascinating stuff, like um, people whose lives have been changed in amazing ways. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's a neat guy. He's got a lot to say. I can tell. Neat guy, cool people, great experience. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Che. And that's why you are IFAF this week. 
we you found a hole in the market and you filled it with delicious plates of delicious meat. <laughs> oh man. I'm so glad that they filled that hole with meat. Yes. <laughs> you can fill my hole with meat anytime, Shay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> fill your meat hole. <laughs> Even if you're if you're totally keto, you will still have a good We're time. The worst. <laughs> This is not the kind of advertising that they want. <laughs> blow right past it. We tried. Let's move I'm on to the twelve-year-old boy. <laughs> let's move on to the parade of homes. Oh yeah. You want to? An overall very good experience with only one bad thing that happened. <laughs> oh, it was it was just so much fun. It was so fantastic, except for that one thing. Yeah, but that was my fault, so it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> All right. So and really, they made it as good as it could have been. So we had an extremely narrow window this year for the parade of homes, and so we could only see two. Which I was so bummed about because I've been dreaming to go to the parade of homes for so long. So parade of homes, you there's two approaches, I suppose, because they're all brand new construction. It's put mm-hmm. on every September by the Eastern Idaho Home Builders Association mm-hmm. as sort of an after party to the Eastern Idaho State Fair. Right. And, uh, yeah, you, you can go see homes that you can actually buy, or you can go see how the other half lives, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And Skidmore construction is really great for the latter. Yeah. For those homes where you go, okay, someday. If you want to live deliciously. <laughs> but, there, but there are some ideas that you could take into a um, more affordable home. Mm-hmm. This is either home eight or home nine. We went to both of them, and mm-hmm. I forget which number this is. Look at the beautiful view on the east bench over the city. I think that was home eight. So that was amazing. Mm-hmm. And here's here's what uh, Brett and Rick and the Skidmore clan does. They bake fresh chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> That was one of my favorite parts. So it smells like home. (laughs) And because we closed that down too, (laughs) they gave us a whole bag of cookies. And that was even after Carly trashed the place. Yeah. (laughs) Don't take me anywhere. I'm a bull in a china shop. (laughs) But not really. You you received an important family call. Yeah. While we were were actually talking to one of the Skidmores. We were in the backyard of Home 9. And... um, I got a call on the phone. I like to pace when I when I talk. And Who I, doesn't? I stepped off of the side, not the front, the side of the stairs. That was me. That was some user error on my <laughs> part. And I stepped right onto, and mind you, it's sunset, so it's dark out. But I stepped right onto a black gutter extension that was in uh, some shadow that you could not see. So all I heard was a... <laughs> <laughs> and I was... I immediately, on my phone, I went, I'm going to have to call you back. The builder, by the way, was behind us talking to Mike the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I turn around and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I didn't see it. How much do I owe you? And he's like, dude, don't worry about it. Like, you're fine. <laughs> this was the final weekend of the Parade of Homes. It's two weekends, Thursday, mm-hmm. Friday, and Saturday, uh, both weekends. And And he said, if this is the worst thing that happens during the Parade of Homes, you're fine. Kind of makes you wonder what the overall actual worst thing they've ever had happen is. I'm sure you get some traffic damage or something, but they're sure. pretty good about They put down, you know, the, some yeah. homes even make you wear the booties. Mm-hmm. They'll put down the plastic over the entire carpeting. Mm-hmm. But you just, you know, so many cool features like, you know, mud rooms that go on for days. Right. I was looking mainly at the master bathrooms. And a closed outdoor space facing east. Mm-hmm. It was just, yeah. The, so 
yeah, the master, the masters were both fantastic. I love a good master bathroom, I'm sorry, especially the, the primary suites. <laughs> are we doing that? Now? We can do that. It's fine. Especially the tubs. Here's the thing. Just today, I was helping a friend out looking for an apartment for her, and. Uh, I was just thinking back to my days of looking at apartments and one of the things I had to have was a tub. And there are so many that just don't. They just think that people don't want to take a bath ever. And I think that whoever thinks that is just sick. Just sick. <laughs> I don't know anybody like that. <laughs> I need a bath in my house. And <laughs> I love that they pay so much attention to it because it's such a place of healing for me. Okay. Yeah. So Carly liked the baths, but they say that's what sells the home, right? Is the kitchen and the and the and the bathroom. Yeah, the kitchen and yeah. the master. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So just fantastic. Thank you, Skidmore Construction. Mm-hmm. We are more than happy to replace that drain spout extender pipe. You just let us know. Yeah, just call it Brittany Holloway. Might um, need a few cookies for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you gave a fake name. <laughs> I, I was joking, to be fair. So Mike turns to the guy after all this happens, and he's like, oh, by the way, my, my name is Mike. This is Carly. And I was like, excuse you. No, I am Brittany. I am Brittany Holloway. <laughs> and I, was trying I said, to- I'm going to haul away from the scene of this crime. <laughs> I just came up with that, by the way. That was. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) There's a virtual high five for you. One other thing I wanted to mention, too, was the Haunted River in Manan. Now, I don't have a lot of information about this because the last time I went out there was three or four years ago, right Mm -hmm. when I got into real estate. So maybe four years ago. Mm -hmm. My buddy Ninja Nick, you know who you are, turned Mm -hmm. me on to this, and they do a really cool job. And then it's going to turn into, after Halloween, it's going to turn into the Christmas River, but it's a. Really yeah. neat setup. I know they've been working on it for four years since last I saw it. Wow, okay. So, it, like, hit them up on Instagram. I think that's where they put a lot of stuff. And Facebook. I feel a little out of touch on this one. Are you in a boat? It's clear out to Manan. No, you get out of a car and you you walk it. Okay. It's like a walkable. Okay, is it the same thing as the Haunted Forest? No. these. Are, so, this is just another haunted attraction. There's the Haunted okay. Forest. The haunted, well, it's the haunted mansion. <laughs> the haunted mansions of Albion. But this, yeah, right. Yeah. But this is um, the haunted river is what you want to search for in mm-hmm. Manan if you're looking to drive out to the country and <laughs> get a little scared. <laughs> Not that kind of scared. <laughs> Sorry, you say you say country, and that's what I assume. <laughs> but that, but honestly, while we're talking about things that scare me, mm-hmm. the nun too. Little follow up on that from last week was pretty good. That was fun. It's pretty darn good. I'm, mm-hmm. I want to see the third one. I'm sure there will be one. I mean, they're going to milk that cash cow as long as they can. Yeah, I mean that's a even good though it doesn't it doesn't scary. make any sense and with what they've laid down already. But you know, well, but they they spoiler alert beat the demons this time around in a new and inventive way. One that I didn't see coming. The thing that really scares me though, the thing that I find scariest are zombies. And rednecks, <laughs> like in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. because like in the hills have eyes. Yeah, not because you not can't... good old fashioned like rednecks who enjoy NASCAR, like spooky, spooky hillbillies, uh, redneck inbreds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, did you play the Deliverance theme? I did. <laughs> in yeah. your head, or was that just me? Anyway, uh, and the reason why is you because you can't reason with them. Mm-hmm. You know, demons and possessed nuns with evil ancient spirits. Like, you know you can't reason with it. You know it's all about battling. Right. But zombies and inbred rednecks, like, you can't really... Mm-hmm. 
you feel like there should be an opportunity to reason with them, but the fact that there isn't, yes. it's almost worse. Yeah, when Leatherface is coming after you with a yeah. chainsaw, you can't go, hey, whoa, whoa, slow down, buddy. If you're <laughs> looking for meat, I got, let me show, I got a whole freezer full of cow yeah, here. Yeah, it's like, I'm sorry, man, do you want to make a trip to Walmart? I'll give you a ride. Right. <laughs> I'll even pay for it. <laughs> I promise this long pork does not taste the same, bro. No, no. Yeah. Well, but then they get a taste for that kind of meat. <laughs> oh, did that scare you? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. I'll pull that out later. <laughs> but you went to, uh, speaking of Salt Lake, um, which we were earlier, you went to Frightmares at Lagoon. I did with the with the whole fam dam. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so basically my mom was having uh, surgery and she was like, let's, you know, go out with a bang. So we went and we did all of the fun rides that would totally mess her shoulder up after this. <laughs> uh, and one that we it's did... It's a really good idea, honestly. <laughs> right. We talk about being opportunists and going and seeing Burning Man or the Trinity site because mm-hmm. of the area we're in. <clears throat> but yeah, what about the timing of things? If you're about to have major surgery... <laughs> yeah. some real fun first. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, and... um. I didn't realize that Frightmares had already started. I thought it was normal Lagoon until October, but they start as of last week. And uh, I actually took my brother on the cannibal, and um, he was terrified. It was so good. Well, speaking of cannibals, Leatherface. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so the thing I love about the cannibal is that it hangs you over and then goes, it scoops in and then down. That is scary. Oh, it's so good. But the thing, that's not the worst part of the ride, though. The worst part of the ride is the half corkscrew that then reverses into another half corkscrew. Okay. So you're upside down for too long. <laughs> is this the video we're playing? No, that is the Colossus, which is also super fun. But and there's, the Colossus is a classic. Yes. There was no way I was going to hold my phone on the Cannibal because would, I would lose it. Yeah. I wasn't going to risk that. I was going to say, I was pretty impressed that you're, um, that you're rolling video on this one. Oh, yeah. Well, especially because it's two loop-de-loops. And honestly, fighting that centrifugal force was really hard. So I hope you know I put a lot of effort into that, even if it's not, (laughs) even if it doesn't necessarily translate. (laughs) We're profesh-ish. Yeah. Our video is profesh-ish. Yeah. (laughs) Which anyone with a cell phone can be these days. Right. Now, I that was my niece's favorite ride. She's about nine. Uh, But we also took her on Wicked, which... (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the one that has that hairpin... Uh, uh, hill on it, mm-hmm. and it goes fast the whole time, which I thought she'd really dig because she loved the Incredicoaster in Disneyland. Um, and it's very similar feeling, I think. But the best part is, as we were on Wicked, my dad had tucked her glasses and his sunglasses into his breast pocket. But guess what? Wicked goes upside down. (laughs) And so their glasses fell out of his pocket. But thankfully, there were some ninja-style cat reflexes teenage boys behind us that, thank goodness, (laughs) caught Maddie's glasses, her prescription of very expensive bifocal glasses. Not your dad's. Not my dad's. He got screwed. His were cheap sunglasses, so that was fine. Okay. Like, of the glasses to lose... His were the ones. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. They caught them midair. <laughs> like, as soon as we got off the ride, my dad turned me and he's like, I lost Maddie's glasses. And I was like, Dad, no, you did not. She's blind the whole day. I can't believe you've done this to her. And then the Enjoy teenagers. The park, kid. <laughs> and then the teenagers behind us are like, guys, hey, we got your glasses. And I wow. I thought for sure I was going to turn around and it was going to be my dad's $5 sunglasses. No, thank goodness it was hers. That's fantastic. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> a couple of great kids. <laughs> right. With cat-like reflexes. Right. Well, and the funniest part, too, <laughs> is, of course, we weren't going to tell my mom that we took Maddie on this ride because <laughs> she gets nervous. Uh-huh. But then after we do it, you know, and all of this happens, Madison sees, like, we get off the ride and we go to my mom and she runs up to her and she's like, Grandpa almost lost my glasses on Wicked. And I was like... Shut up! <laughs> you know she she started saying it. I was like, shh, 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 shh. <laughs> and she looks at me. And she's like, oh, and, and my mom was like, no, no, no. You tell me, kid. <laughs> you know, busted. <laughs> yeah. So we had to admit that we had taken a, her on a ride that my mom would not have approved of, and that we almost ruined her glasses. Now, did they have? Did you go on any of the classic frightmares rides like the? They've got the haunted house ride, right? Oh, yeah. It's almost like right inside the entrance to the yeah, left. Is the, that still there? The Terror even? House. Yes, yeah. that is still House of Terror. That is still there. We didn't bother to go on that one because we'd like the kids had gone on that and they remembered and they, they weren't too worried about it. The thing about Frightmares that I love, though, and we didn't get to do this, but I used to be obsessed with Frightmares, especially when I used to work at Dr. Slaughter's. Mm-hmm. Um, but the things that I loved were specifically the haunted houses that they'd set up there, which we didn't get to go through, but they're, they're so fun and they're super good. Um, and I love, love, love the little performances that, that they do. They have like dance teams. Yeah. Under, under the, um, so it's the a pavilions. giant, pav- yeah, it's like a pavilion or a, uh, a gazebo. Yeah. Yeah. Those. Oh my gosh. And there's this one specific dance team that I love because every time they're just hilarious and it's these, um, People in like jumpsuits with big masks, sorry, yeah, you got big it. masks, white wigs, and chainsaws. And they always, <laughs> <laughs> and like, I remember one year they danced to like Katy Perry's California Girls, you know? So it, it's like watching Freddy Krueger dance to um, Teenage Dream. Yeah, Barbie know? Girl. Yes, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's just certain amount of fun and spook and whimsy. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So you know that huge bridge in by Twin Falls? Yeah. Yeah, the one that like every photographer ever takes like a really nice picture of. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I would say it's world famous, right? Isn't that where yeah. Evil Knievel, not, not I think on that bridge, but in that same yeah. canyon, mm-hmm. Evil Knievel did a world famous attempted jump, like didn't I mean, quite make it, right? That sounds right. Yeah. And so I love I, how we do so much fact checking before <laughs> our episodes. I do know it's called and pronounced the Perrine Bridge. Perrine. In As Twin in you Falls. could careen off of the perine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, you would be around much longer. But I guess it's one, uh, it's the only or one of the only base jumping uh-huh. uh, spots that is open year round. Okay. I want to make sure I understand what base jumping is. It's, it's, actually, like it's bunge- an acronym, right? It's like bungee jumping, right? Buildings. It means jumping off of buildings, antennas, spans, mm-hmm. which is a, could be a bridge yeah. in this case. And earth, mm-hmm. so like a cliff. A cliff, yeah. Yeah, okay. So jumping off of any of those things and then wearing any sort of suit that allows you to survive the jump. Oh, okay. Whether so, it's a parachute or a squirrel, squirrel suit, suit, like okay. you were talking about, yeah. Okay, okay, so... But even I think the squirrel suit jumpers have parachutes too, don't they? I mean, I would hope so. Yeah. You get one little tear in there and you're <laughs> whirling down, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. So I wasn't sure if it had to do with the jumping part that made it base jumping or... The, well, I guess I should have known that because it's base jumping or base jumping. Um, but I wasn't sure if it was the jumping part that made it base jumping or the mechanism that saves your life that makes it base jumping. It's it's the thing that you're jumping from. 
I kind of wonder if a building antenna span or earth. Yeah. I kind of, okay. So I kind of wonder if like bungee jumping, it's like squares and rectangles. Like can bungee jumping also be base jumping, but not all base jumping is bungee jumping. I don't think, but yeah, bungee jumping is sort of its own thing where you kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, never, hopefully never hit the ground. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. They pull you up, which has to be a terrifying, like, I don't know, 10 minutes of them just like yanking you up little by little. So just this week, a guy, Jonathan Cox, made history by successfully completing 102 consecutive human-powered jumps in 24 hours. And I think the previous record was like 64. Mm -hmm. But not just, okay, it wasn't just jumping off of this bridge, the Perrine Bridge in Twin Falls. It was climbing back up. And he had to do that too. Oh. 102 times. And that's a 500-foot <laughs> ascent, I believe. That sounds horrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he talks about how his body sort of said no way around 30 jumps, and then it did that again around 60 jumps, mm-hmm. and then he went to 102, this guy. I wow. kind of wonder <laughs> if he could have made it another 30 if he would have just pushed past it again. It, yeah, it makes you wonder. <laughs> yeah. It really does. But he Wild. not only broke the record, but destroyed it. Uh-huh. And he did it for a couple of charities. Mm-hmm. What a guy. Potentially one that he might have to use later because <laughs> he's probably just put his body through the ringer. Yeah, <laughs> like, I wonder. <laughs> I hope that it was something that might someday benefit him. <laughs> I saw, uh, I don't know if it was KTVB or somebody calculated okay 100 500 foot climbs is about the equivalent of going uh, to summiting everest one and a half times like like this was an incredible feat that's awful and it happened right here yeah which is so amazing and that was within 24 hours he said yes so he started i I think he started like at six o'clock one night and ended by then the next night now there was Mm. a guy who has used that same bridge to jump off of and repeat, but he was lifted all the way back up by a crane or something. Oh, that's a nice way of doing it. Yeah. Kind so of a cop out compared to this guy, though. Compared to this guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this should be <laughs> this the absolute new, beast. <laughs> it should be the new Everest, man. Yeah. Just amazing. Well, especially because you don't have to jump off of Everest. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the thing. I think that. I think some people might look at that and think that the jumping part is the easy part and the climbing part's the hard part. But honestly, that's got to take a pretty heavy toll on your body, that force, you know? The jumping part is where you relax, I think. That's what you'd think. But <laughs> but really, can you imagine relaxing while you're plummeting to the earth? 500 feet. Yeah. Yeah. No, I cannot. I, right. I'm sure every single body, I, I'm sure every single muscle in your body is tense the entire way down. <laughs> They've got to have some drone footage of this. They've got to. I can't wait to right. see more footy come out. Because oh, I, I only so. saw one video news article this week. If he wasn't wearing a GoPro, that would be a travesty. If he wasn't, yeah, sponsored by GoPro or Red Bull. <laughs> yeah. You know? Porque no los dos. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I just wonder, like, how much pressure did the guy who was packing and repacking the shoots feel? You know? And did they have, like, uh-huh. two or three shoots that they alternated through? I have to say, that would be the safest thing to do. Or did they have 102 packed, tested shoots? Certainly not that. Mm. I mean, that might be the safest way, though, because then it eliminates some human error. Right. You know, because then you can do you can do a parachute a week for 102 weeks, mm-hmm. you know, or like a parachute a day, <laughs> you know, and then that way it's not like 
you know, all that pressure on you. But if you're like repacking between each one, that's just asking for something to go wrong. I just, you know, since we've already been to space with Red Bull, remember that guy who went all the way up to the, I don't know, lower atmosphere Mm -hmm. and like jumped and I think he even blacked out for a minute, but was able to come to his senses long enough to pull the cord or whatever. Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) This seems more badass than almost than that. Well, I mean, at least that guy only had to fall once. Right. (laughs) And he had a longer... There was more room for error because there was more of a drop. This guy, (laughs) if he messes up, he's only got 500 feet, which ain't too long if you're falling. (laughs) You got to be pretty locked on for that. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's that's what I'm saying again. I think that a lot of people will think that the fall is the easy part. That's got to be so much harder than the climb. (laughs) Well, but but it's a it's a break from the strenuous physical activity the repetitive Ugh. stepping i mean i get bliss i almost got a blister from walking 13 miles a day on flat pavement at disneyland yeah you know? that's true well but you also wore flip-flops the whole time they're so comfortable they're like a second skin yeah you know though if his body tenses up anything like mine does when i'm looking at heights yeah no, that would be just as bad. Yeah. Yeah, you get yeah. that tingly feeling. <laughs> I <laughs> Even at the Parade of Homes, I got that a little bit. Right, yeah. You know, Looking we at that, that view. Yeah, it, it's kind of intense. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so here's a little TMI. If I'm up way too high, I will get a tingly feeling in my butt, mainly <laughs> on the sides of my butt cheeks and my tailbone. Okay. But sometimes, like... If it's too, too high, then it's it's just really intense and it's all over my butt. Have you ever landed on your tailbone from a height? Because no, that smarts mm. and stings and, and tingles. Not really from a height, but I have definitely landed on my tailbone. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was ice skating. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. I just remember my- Snowboarding. I remember my, my butt hurt real bad for a few weeks and I was like, did I break my tailbone? My palms get tingly. Interesting. Yeah, like I uh, like a cold sweat, but only on my palms. Well, and I know some people, it's like their back or their shoulder blades or something. Uh-huh. Just thinking about it, my tailbone's <laughs> starting to tingle. <laughs> I don't like it. I hate heights. When I was a kid, I was afraid to go up. I visited my grandparents in Seattle every summer, and I was mm-hmm. afraid to go up into the Space Needle because mm-hmm. that just seemed so scary. So that was one of my triumphs in my adult life was finally going up there mm-hmm. and looking out over the observation deck. Speaking of which... That part's not so bad. It's the glass that they put in the floor that freaks me out. Oh, yeah. Or like in the... uh, Used to be called the Sears Tower. I forget. Willis Tower or something in Chicago. I've seen those videos. right. Where you're standing 110 floors up. (laughs) Speaking of observation decks, (laughs) um, there are some people who want to... And I think that I'll try to word this gently. I don't think they caught the first two-thirds of the conversation about the Idaho Falls Water Tower, the people who were saying that the Idaho Falls Water Tower should be transformed into an observation deck. Oh, okay. So I get it. I think that's a great idea. I would welcome a really cool observation, because right now all we have- I mean, yeah, that'd be cool. Is the comfort suites. Oh, by Mm -hmm. the way, there's a follow-up. Remember when we talked about the quality in- which is the old West Bank, the eight-tower syndrilical hotel by the river in the Idaho Lion. Falls. Yeah, the Red Lion before that, the Holiday mm-hmm. Inn before that, the West Bank. Mm-hmm. So now it's it's not even – it's the reason why the paint didn't match the logo is it's not a quality inn anymore. Mm-hmm. It's the comfort suites, and they just haven't been able to get a crane to take the sign down and replace it. Funny. That's why. 
So yeah, I'd love to have another observation deck in town, Mm -hmm. but isn't it true that the whole reason we're replacing the water tower to begin with is it's going to cost, it would cost more money, like to the tune of millions, Mm -hmm. I think, to restore it than it would to just replace it. Well, I think to restore it as a functioning water tank, like water tower probably, because there's got to be a certain amount of functionality that that, like, there's got to be some engineering that goes into water towering. Yeah. (laughs) And not to say that there isn't engineering that goes into observation decking, (laughs) (laughs) but I would think that that would be more of a renovation than a refurbation. I, I think that maybe the best idea would to be put an observation deck on the brand new water tower. That would also be cool. You know, sort of a por que no los dos situation. Well, I was going to say por que no los dos as in let's have two observation decks. Two water towers? Yeah, two water I, yeah, towers, two observation decks. Here's my big question. When the water tower comes down, will it sound like this? because if it does i want to be there for that somebody better get that on video if that's how we're gonna do it right (laughs) and also i know that it would be incredibly expensive to change it or refurbish it or whatever we decide to do to it even tearing it down would be expensive but would making it an observation deck bring in enough tourist revenue to make it worth it right would yeah would we be able to turn that into a money-making enterprise. What mm-hmm. really? Well, even the the drone shot we have at the beginning of our video show, you know, kind of shows you what you could see from that height. Right. I think it. I think yeah. I know the drone pilot flew it higher than the water tower. Mm-hmm. So what could you see really? Taylor Mountain or look, there's my house. The Snake River too. The Snake River. Yeah. yeah. See how far it goes. I don't know. Well, and also, I I I'm gonna say it. I think Idaho Falls is becoming more and more of a destination town. Oh, yeah. Okay, so did you hear about this? The Idaho Falls Visitor Center, speaking of... So, you know, there's the water tower. Uh-huh. And then there is the, there's art you can sit on yes. along the Snake River. And one of the newest installations is sort of a copy of the Idaho Falls Water Tower in um, memoriam for Tara mm-hmm. of Brad and Tara's E-103 fame. Mm-hmm. She passed away a few years ago. They raised the money to put this little installation in that looks just like the Idaho Falls Water Tower. Mm-hmm. Some jerk tagged it like in the first 24 hours. They put a little smiley face on the inside. Anyway. Oh, that's so messed up. It's messed up. Right across from that. When you said tagged, I was like, on Facebook? <laughs> yeah, no, like with spray paint. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a jerk. Um, what a jerk. And But anyway, right across the street, River Parkway, right across the street from that is the Idaho Falls Visitor Center. And to your point that you were just making, mm-hmm. they've decided to sort of rebrand it. And Idaho Falls, we used to consider ourselves as a gateway to mm-hmm. all the other fun things, Yellowstone National Park, right. Grand Targhee, yeah, Henry's Fork, all mm-hmm. the fishing, all the floating, um, and Jackson Hole. Mm-hmm. And now we're calling ourselves or branding ourselves as a destination. Yeah. Which I think is I think we've got enough to offer. I do too. Yeah. It's a great idea. Nice job, City of Idaho Falls. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes we're snarky, but (laughs) you get a virtual high five for that. Well, and if we do end up becoming a destination town, you know, I would assume that we'd get some of the luxuries that some of the bigger places have too. Maybe a 
another airport expansion. That'd be kind of nice. Although IDA, the Idaho Falls Airport, is, I think it's pretty great as it is right now. You know, it's so walkable. It's so quick. It's so quick. I remember when it used to be two gates. Right. Well, and not only that too, but like, for example, the LA airport sucks so bad. (laughs) There are no fun shops. It's all drab. It it sucks. And it's massive. It's way too big. Except for that restaurant with the stilts, with the arch stilts. Okay. That part's pretty cool. Yeah. That part is really actually pretty neat. But you know, like it's just not fun. You know, like the Denver airport is fun. Yeah. Like you would just, like you look around and it's all eye candy. Circus tents yeah. from the outside. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, how great would it be if we got some nice new parts of our airport and if some things were a little easier there? A cool thing happening at the airport, if you've ever been jelly of the, if you've ever been like in a hurry for a flight back here to home, Mm -hmm. um, and you're jealous of all the people going through TSA pre-check on the right, I think it usually Mm -hmm. is, and you're stuck with the great unwashed. The plebeians. In the the regular lane (laughs) that have to wait. There's a TSA pre-check enrollment happening Mm -hmm. August, uh, sorry, what month are we on? October 2nd through October 6th. Mm-hmm. So first you have to go, you got to Google it yourself, because um, I, I, there's a link somewhere, mm-hmm. TSA pre-check enrollment. You sign up on the web, they'll say, oh, well, according to your location, there's one coming to you, and then you, and then you can sign up for this thing. Uh-huh. But again, it's, yeah, it's Monday, October 2nd through, I think, Friday, October 6th, you can finally get that TSA pre-check registration. I would love to do that. Yeah. Because... As you know, I do run on Carly's standard time. Yes. Thankfully, when I'm going to the airport, I always give myself at least two hours. So, you know, on Carly's standard time, I end up with like an hour and a half. <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, uh, I would assume that with this, you can use it at other airports too. It's not like you can exactly. only do it at this one. Yeah, exactly. Once you yeah. get into the system. And here's what I don't get. So there's, um, you know, photos mm-hmm. and fingerprinting. And all that. I was talking to. So a, don't commit a crime afterward. <laughs> I was talking to a government employee this week, and he's like, "Can't they just use the the uh, fingerprints for my last five jobs? You know, like, right? <laughs> like they fingerprint us in order to be licensed by the Idaho Real Estate Commission. Mm-hmm. They have to have our fingerprints on file, which I think makes lots of sense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, but but can't can't they just get that from can't um. Yeah, if you're the gonna FAA be get that people... from Iraq. Don't you government agencies talk to each other? Right. But yeah, I get it. Because if you're going to be luring people into abandoned houses. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've got my star card. I've got, can't you just get one thing and, you know, can't it be just like uh, three sets of six digits a piece on my forehead or something easy like that? <laughs> can't it, can't it be? <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. Because we've, we've given away all of our freedoms. We've voluntarily, we've talked about this before, given it mm-hmm. to Google Maps. And Facebook Apple. and Apple, mm-hmm. like uh, oh oh, and I, I the same guy I was talking to was talking about how he's got the safe driving discount now because he's got an app on his phone. Yeah, and if his wife is driving and he's using his phone, the app from the insurance company will pop up and say ah, ah, ah and you have to press I'm not the I'm not driving. Uh huh. Like kind of like Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not the driver, mm-hmm. so I can spin this Pokestop. Yeah, <laughs> and so, even with that, you can't go too fast. Right. Yeah. So we've given away all of our information voluntarily already. Shouldn't they just swab us from D, uh, for DNA at birth now, and 
you know, have our code there. I'd like it. Right. Yeah. It, it kind of sucks. Or am I really asking for more trouble if I suggest that? I think you're definitely asking for more trouble, mm. but I also kind of get it. Yeah. You know, at this point, everyone's always under surveillance. I mean, that's how they're catching people in crimes now. Like the main, the way that they were able to catch the Moscow murderer, which allegedly he did it, but we the, don't know the yet. The alleged Moscow yeah. murderer. Yeah. But how they were able to track, um, you know, who could have been was all doorbell cams. You know, it's just surveillance. Mm-hmm. It, well, and we were talking about how now uh, you don't even have to be the criminal. You can be the relative of a criminal. Yeah. Who uploaded their information to yeah, Ancestry. I took a, a 23 in me and now my my uncle's in jail. <laughs> you exactly. Know? Something like yeah. that. Sorry, bro. You're a 99.9% match. Yeah. Yeah. Which, what a crazy thing that'd be. Can you imagine being that uncle and just like... Watching everyone open their twenty three and me kits for Christmas and being like, no, and then like you have to kill the entire oh. family <laughs> before they can do it. What was that? What was that Christmas um, slaughter movie last year? Oh, that uh, I couldn't wait to see Silent Night. Was it? Oh, Violent Night. Violent Night. Yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah. two words when used in combination made me go. I don't need to see the trailer. I'm going to this movie. <laughs> Violent Night, you bet. Right, jeez. <laughs> okay, two more events to tell you about before we go. Yeah. The Idaho Falls Farmer's Market on October 14th becomes <gasps> the second annual fall carnival. Carnival. Oh, I can't wait. They have over 15 carnival games throughout the market. The kids and can win something every time. <laughs> Sorry. What? And everything's pumpkin spice flavored. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, kidding. <laughs> it's it's like pumpkin spice dunk tank. <laughs> you know, you can buy pumpkin spice, right? Like yeah. flavor. I don't know if everybody knows that, but pumpkin spice, apparently I've been into quantifying things lately. Uh-huh. Pumpkin spice is five spices, all spice, cinnamon, clove, ginger, nutmeg. Mm-hmm. And you can buy it in a blend and put it on anything like vanilla ice cream. I bet it'd be great. You can have pumpkin spice all season long. Yeah. <laughs> all year long. <laughs> if you basic, you're going to love this. Yeah. Can you imagine a chick walking into Starbucks in the middle of summer, okay, <laughs> <laughs> ordering a latte and then pulling that out of her bag and just dumping it on, <laughs> just looking looking the um, barista right in the eye? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, to establish dominance. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that could be our first TikTok. <laughs> Just... I love that idea. <laughs> so carnival games, adults can win too. Raffles every hour that day. You can get a carnival punch card, dollar each, 10 games to each card. I don't really understand anymore, mm-hmm. but the food, live music, amazing vendors, and local products will be there. So that's October 14th. Cool. Really quick, to do a quick throwback to Lagoon. I heard you say that you can win every time at the uh, fall carnival. Yeah. And they have kids a... kids win something every time adults yes. can win too. Yes. Okay. So they have the same rule at Lagoon. And so at one point my mom was like, "Man, I really want that Yoshi." You know? <laughs> and um my dad tried to win it for her and couldn't cuz you know, they're games of skill, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> and so finally she was like, "All right, Lucas, you're going to win me a Yoshi. You ready?" He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> and so we went over and he won it instead. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, and he was fine with it. He didn't mind. He was like, "Yeah, Bushka, I'll get you the Yoshi." I don't think they had that rule when I was a kid. 
I don't know. Maybe my <laughs> I parents. I remember playing and not winning. Oh, my parents never let me play because that cost extra money, and they were right. like, "Excuse you, child. You think you get to have fun and revelry?" And we're not buying you a churro either, so stop asking. <laughs> right. But we're in the happiest place on earth. <laughs> Just buy the damn churro. Buy the damn churro and put it on your credit card. Is what I'm saying. Budget for the damn churro. <laughs> <laughs> you need a damn churro, but yeah. chur. chur-, chur- a churro churro. Now I can't say it because <laughs> I've been learning to pronounce the name of the what the cat gogurt we give your the, uh-huh. we give your cats. Spe- to be fair, you specifically buy it for coquita mi morcita y the goyal. So okay, I make a lot of my. <laughs> we've talked about this before. A lot of my purchasing decisions based on social media hype. Right. <laughs> and one such social media, I don't know if it was TikTok or Imager or Facebook or what. But I saw this cat going crazy for this stuff that comes in basically a gogurt tube, mm-hmm. but it's like I don't know fro- flavored protein spread or something. Uh huh. Your cats go crazy. It has turned them into monsters. Oh, they're bastards about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, including the most shy, most mm-hmm. timid cat in the house, my fave Coco. Mm-hmm. She, like, every time I see her now, talk about classic (laughs) conditioning. Right. This is Pavlov's dog times 10. Well, yeah, because it's a cat. (laughs) I enter the the room, and she's up on the kitchen counter begging for one of these things. Assuming the position. (laughs) We haven't said what they are yet. They're churros. Mm -hmm. So whenever we talk about churros, uh, now I think churro. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can get them on Amazon, and cats go nuts for them. They really do. Well, and didn't you also give one to your friend Ben, who has a really shy, timid cat? And wasn't he like? Yeah, he, in fact, he's a bit. Of, she she's a bit of a feral girl. Uh huh. Like she's a little spicy. They didn't catch her in time. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. she's got like yeah, you know, some pretty feral instincts mm-hmm. about her, and she loved it too. Oh, I love that. She wouldn't. She wouldn't eat it from the tube. But she ate it once he put it on a plate and put the plate down. Oh, I and, like that. And backed away 10 steps. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. That's fair. Can you imagine <laughs> living in a home with a feral beast and just being like, this is fine? Yeah. <laughs> and apparently, I mean, she, like, she's just good enough to be in the home, but she's wacky and crazy. Huh. You know how cats get the zoomies? Oh, I love the zoomies. Usually like at midnight or later. <laughs> you know, my cats are really good at she's sleeping that way through all the, the night. Time. Are they? Yeah. Right. Ashley's cat is not. That's right. Yeah. And he'll sometimes go in and wake up my cats. But overall, my cats like to sleep in my bed with me at night. Like Leo will sit at my feet and meow at me until I come to bed if I'm taking too damn long. If you're wondering what Carly's bed looks like at night, you creep and weirdo. No, there's four loaves. There's a big one and three small ones. Just like Leo's the big one. <laughs> yeah, he's a, a big boy. It's a bed full of bums. So, in fact, you know what? You saw Leo a couple podcasts ago, I think, or last one. Anyway, mm-hmm. we'll show you Coco at the end of this one. Mm-hmm. But before we do, okay, back to October 14th. That's the second annual fall carnival at the Idaho Falls Farmer's Market. Mm -hmm. That's also the day of the solar eclipse. Oh, that's cool. We in Idaho Falls will be in the 80% totality range. If you want to drive six hours south, I think the more south you drive, the more in totality you will be. And if you remember the solar eclipse from 2016, Mm -hmm. a complete solar eclipse is pretty amazing. It is I mean, unless we do this one, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. That's You cool. get to see the 360 sunrise and, you you know, the holes in the leaves that look like a moon. It's just, 
It's, it's pretty cool. It's a bizarre experience mm-hmm. if, if you miss the last one. Do we know approximately what time this will happen? No idea. Okay. But I do know you can pick up free Eclipse glasses at the Idaho Falls Public Library third floor desk while supplies last. Nice. Yeah. Unless you still have yours left over. I I think I might have mine in my special memories box. I don't remember. Yeah. I've got the t-shirt from the last one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wonder, um, I wonder what time so that I can kind of make my day job work around it. Because mm-hmm. that's on a Saturday. We clearly. can find out. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Yeah, we've got a couple weeks. I, I haven't made those schedules yet, so I can, <laughs> you know, it's so good at being, it's good to be king. It's good to be the king. <laughs> yeah. It's nice having all the power and being like, well, this is the day I want off, so you're going to work this day, and you're going to work that day, and we're going to make this all happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I put in the request first, so I get first dibs. And by the way, mad props <laughs> on the History of the World Part 1 reference. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, which you actually... I don't want to say I made you watch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you were the one who convinced me to, and I was happy to. I'm I'm happy that that happened. Mel Brooks, such a classic. I feel like I'm gonna sneeze. Do it. Do it. I hate. Do it. <sighs> sneeze. Feel I, the power <laughs> of the sneeze side. Which also, I've been sneezing so much lately. Every time I walk outside, it's at least like five or six. I open the window, and it's only two or three at least. But you know. Do I, wait, you just threw a bunch of numbers at me and I didn't understand the purpose. Oh, what? I've been sneezing a lot lately because of the, you know, they're, they're doing Two or three sneezes? Hay. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I wonder if you're developing allergies or if like, this is the time of the year right where farmers plow their fields. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so They could just be kicking up a bunch. Exactly. They are. They totally are. And I think it's been getting me because I've noticed so many times I've walked outside early in the morning to like go to work or something. And all of a sudden, like by the time I get to the car, I'm like crying and I'm just sniffling and sneezing and it's not fun. It could be. And just so you know, <coughs> Carl sneezes like the, um, <laughs> like the old man from Up. <laughs> I've never heard him sneeze, but... Uh, you can probably imagine. Yeah. Is that Ed Asner? Is that who plays him? Yeah. I have no idea. I can never remember And he's names. passed on now, hasn't he? Anyway. Oh. I'm so jealous of those chicks that have those tiny, dainty little sneezes. That's so unfair. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, yours is... <laughs> that's what that's what it is it's boss nass the gungan leader from star wars episode one you sneeze like he yes. says yeah. yes you think you're so smarty <laughs> yeah no. that sounds right <laughs> have you ever heard my impression of donald duck sneezing <laughs> I mean, you could do some professional voiceover work with that. It's a little sloppy, but <laughs> ah, they won't see it. <laughs> you'll just you'll have to have like a spit guard, <laughs> you know. Oh, real quick, this week's Teton T-shirt. I'm wearing TetonT-shirts.com. It says Grand Teton National Forest. It's sort of an inside joke. Because there is no Grand Teton National Forest. There's a Bridger Teton National Forest mm-hmm. and a Grand Targhee National Park, mm-hmm. but, but there is no Grand Teton National Forest. But um, our designers put this together. I quite like it. Well, and it's what everyone calls it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. The whole area. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at this point, they really <laughs> ought to just change it to that. TetonT-shirts.com, if you're into that sort of thing. One other thing I want to mention is... There's a guy on Facebook who keeps sharing the status of Elon Musk's jet. 
one of his Gulfstream jets. Because did you I know love this? that kind of chaos. Like, I'm pretty sure you can track <laughs> any Gulfstream jet in the world, maybe even any plane in the world now. I think that's a public database, mm-hmm. just like you can uh, track any yacht in the world. Uh, that's cool and good to know. They all, yeah, they all have their own unique serial number. They think they can escape us in the seas and they are incorrect. <laughs> so, but I guess Elon Musk in the last week has been hopping around these parts, or at least his jet has. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's somebody on... Maybe, maybe he lent it out to his friends. Official Musk business, like yeah. Taylor. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's been... In, it landed in Jackson Hole, and then it took a quick trip to Salt Lake City and then back up or something. So he's probably uh, checking out a Brickham Young Brickham Young store or something. Maybe, maybe the Brickham Young <laughs> yeah. outlet store. Yeah, is, is there one? There should be. There ought to be. Like if there's gonna be if there's gonna be a brick and mortar emphasis on the brick anywhere, it should be in Salt Lake. And a brick and mortar Brickham Young store. Yeah. And hey, while you're at it, why stop at LDS Temples? I mean, go to like we talked about the Mormon corridor earlier. Go to mm. landmarks like. The Idaho Falls Water Tower. Yeah. Why not give us one of those? Right. Oh, and and make some Mormon Starbucks for your missionaries to go yes. to. Yeah. <laughs> Pop shop, fizz biz, thirst burst. I think it's genius. Well, let's leave you with this sweet footy of Coco the Kitty going crazy over a churro. Mm. I'm Mike Nelson. Remember, this is the time of year you don't leave your car parked with the windows rolled down or you'll end up with a car full of zucchini. I'm Carly Morgan and pumpkin spice everything, baby. <laughs> pumpkin the jam, pumpkin up. Pumpkin feeder stump pumpkins. That was good. And your jam is pumpkins. <laughs> Look at me, the crowd is thumping pumpkins. <laughs> that sounds dirty. Pump it up a little more. Get your pumpkin booty on the dance floor. Mm. See, because that's where the party's at.